Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Football fans, it's time once again for the Yards After College podcast here on the KSL Sports app and at kslsports.com. This is your in-depth look at each week's top performers in the NFL that have local ties to our great state of Utah. And we talk about some of the other hot topics and top headlines throughout the National Football League. We do this every single week. I'm your host, Sam Farnsworth, sports anchor for KSL Channel 5 in Salt Lake City. Normally, I'm joined each week by KSL Sports digital producer Kyle Ireland. He's taking a well-earned vacation with his wife to Disneyland, the greatest place on earth. Man, I'm jealous, Kyle. Why wasn't I invited? All right, so you guys, you're just going to have to deal with me this week. You'll deal with me, and you'll like it. At least I hope so. <laughs> I really feel like you're going to like this week's episode, too, though. Uh, each week on the, pad, on the podcast, I um, award my three stars of the week. If you've listened... You're familiar with how I do this. It's similar to uh, what they do in hockey after hockey games, right? They have their three stars of the game. I I know it's not hockey. This is football. But why can't we have three stars on the Yak podcast? Let's do this. So these are the top three local performances in the NFL each week, according to me. And since we'll be talking quite a bit about one of these guys on this week's episode, and he'll take up much of this podcast, we will delay no more with the three stars. And, of course, we start off, as always, with my third star of the week. Tater, roll it. Third star. Johnson recovers. Handoff, Harris. Oh, he's not able to break away. Taron Johnson, one of those there, to bring him down. And a man, you got to take your chance right over the middle. Pickett flings it, got it. Oh, and he goes out of bounds, incomplete. Johnson, Taron Johnson knocks it out of the hands of Deontay Johnson. Yes, it's really a great punch out by Taron Johnson. Nickel, who's done an outstanding job this year. Weber State, Weber State, great, great, great. Bills cornerback and former Weber State Wildcat, Taron Johnson, in his fifth NFL season, all of that time with the Bills, of course. On Sunday, he had possibly his best game of the season so far. I mean, probably his best all-around game. He had five tackles 
including a tackle for loss. But he also had that huge pass breakup that you just heard in, in the highlight there. Also, a big-time special teams play recovering the muffed punt and his first, which, by the way, that happens to be his first takeaway of the season. Taron, we know he's a ball hawk. He can pick the ball off and return it uh, long distances, as he's done in the past, 101-yard touchdown return two seasons ago. But um, this year, so far through five games, that's his first takeaway, the fumble recovery. Um, You know, I I don't know that Taron Johnson gets spoken about enough for what he brings to this Bills defense. The Bills do have some great playmakers on that side of the ball. Well, he's one of them. He was ranked by Pro Football Focus as the fourth-best slot cornerback in the NFL going into the season. This is a contract year for him, too. So this is a big-time year in his fifth NFL season. You know he wants to play big, needs to play big this year, and I expect big things to come from him in the final 12 weeks of this season still. All right. Time for that second star already. Who do we have for this one, Tater? Second star. Foreman bottled up behind the line of scrimmage, Fred Warner. One of the leaders of this San Francisco defense, a captain, size, speed, range, the whole package. Mayfield looked that way, he'll go to the other side, and the ball pops free. McCaffrey never caught it. Fred Warner was all over it. Talk about all over it. Bears repeating, Fred Warner at BYU was a nickel cornerback. I mean, a nickel uh, safety who did a lot of pass coverage. And he read this one all the way. He saw the first bait, didn't buy it, and went immediately to where Christian McCaffrey was and spilled the play. BYU linebacker Fred Warner coming through with his best game of the season in a 49ers win over the Carolina Panthers. Now, Warner was second on the team this week with nine tackles, but again, he had a a pretty solid all-around outing here. He got in on a sack of Baker Mayfield in the game as well. It was a half sack, right, Uh, when you team up with another guy to bring him down. But that's his first of the season, his first half sack, first of any sack of this season. Uh, But he continued to get pressure on Mayfield all throughout the game. Two quarterback hits in this game. He also had a tackle for loss and his second pass breakup of the season. Of course, you heard it in the highlight. They gave a lot of credit to him for his ability to play kind of that uh, nickel safety at BYU. He was familiar with a lot of pass coverage situations there, and he's definitely parlayed that talent into his role in the NFL. Fred Warner making his first appearance this season as one of my stars of the week. But I've got a feeling, I've just got a feeling that he's going to be back again as he pursues another all-pro season as one of the 49ers defensive leaders, not just 49ers defensive leaders. He's one of the best defensive players in all of the NFL, especially when he's at the top of his game. It's been kind of a quiet start to the season for Fred Warner. But don't worry, I think the noise is going to come very, very soon and often throughout the remainder of the season. All right, that's two stars down. We've got one to go, but first, before we get there, how about we uh, take a quick break right now? 
All right, welcome back to the Yards After College podcast. I'm Sam Farnsworth, Kyle Ireland. Once again, he's off on vacation this week, but he will be back again next week to join us on the podcast. All right, we've been counting down my three stars of the week so far. My third star was former Weber State defensive back Taron Johnson, who is now, of course, of the Buffalo Bills. My second star, former BYU Cougar and current San Francisco 49er linebacker Fred Warner. So who could that first star be? Well, now is the moment you've been waiting for. And this week's top star, come on, you can't be shocked by this one, can you? Tater, roll it. First star, let's go! In motion, nope, Jason Wall run it, up the middle, two, three, and that is going to be a Saints touchdown! Touch-to-Taysom, touchdown! Jason Mill keeps it to the left, 10, 5, and Touch-to-Taysom, touchdown! Left side! That is a New Orleans Saints touchdown, nine yards! to the right side, snapped it. Taysom is going to throw it across the middle, and that is going to be a touchdown to Adam Troutman. Taysom to Troutman for the touchdown. Sorry, no power right on that one. That's a touchdown pass from Taysom. He's run for two and thrown for one. From the right hash mark, Taysom Hill keeps it, looks for first down, and he's got it, and he's got room to run. 50, 40, 30, 20, will he get caught from behind? That is going to be a touchdown, Taysom Hill, to Taysom TD, 60 yards. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Could it have been anyone else? I mean, it couldn't have, right? Taysom Hill came into the season noticeably thicker, adding more bulk in the offseason as it was expected that he would likely not be playing at quarterback anymore. He was going to be playing more of that hybrid role. He's more valuable to the Saints as that jack-of-all-trades utility player, which means more physical play, more ball-carrying, more special teams play. Uh, We've seen him rush punts several times. We've seen him return kicks. We saw that this week. On Sunday, he did a bit of everything, right? He returned three kicks for 69 yards. He recovered a fumble on special teams. He ran the ball nine times for 112 yards, three touchdowns, including that 60-yarder on third and one late in the game that gave the Saints the win, 39-32. And he even, uh, even though he's not the quarterback anymore, 
He even threw an absolute dime to Adam Trotman for a 22-yard touchdown, and when he threw that, I'll tell you what, he looked a lot like a quarterback. The way he dropped back, wound up, threw it over the middle, perfect spot for only Troutman to make that catch for the touchdown. Taysom was responsible for four total touchdowns. On top of that, when the Saints needed a first down late in the game to seal the win, Taysom laying the wood on a Seahawks linebacker. That opened up the lane for Alvin Kamara to run out uh, for the first down, which allowed the Saints to then run out the clock for the win. In fact, that play was given special recognition um, by Good Morning Football on the NFL Network as uh, one of the top highlights of the week that you don't normally see within the highlight reels. And they went back and focused on that play a little bit, that big block that he laid down. I mean, Taysom, he will do it all. He has shown and proven time and time again that he is is the kind of guy that if the coach says, this is what we need out of you, he's going to go out there and work hard, do it, do it to the best of his abilities, prove his worth no matter what he wants to do on the team, what his role what he may want his role to be. Does he want to be a starting quarterback in the NFL? You kind of believe that in his heart of hearts somewhere. He probably does, right? But Taysom's efforts this week earned him the NFC Offensive Player of the Week Award. This is something that uh, he said just a couple days ago is actually an award more indicative of how his team played as a whole. Listen up. There's There's been a lot of conversation, you know, uh, about me, but I feel like anytime you win awards like that, it's it's a collective group and – Man, we rushed the ball for over 200 yards, and it's it's nothing that you guys aren't familiar with. You don't do that unless the guys up front um, play really well. So I look at that more as like a collective um, award. And, um, man, the, the biggest thing is that we were able to get the win, and, and uh, we, we did what we had to do to, to do that. So if you're a Taysom Hill fan, you know, I hear you. I hear you. I've heard you for a while now. You want to see him be that starting quarterback. As I said, in his heart of hearts, is that what he wants? Wouldn't shock me if that's what he wanted. Um, But if not that, Taysom Hill fans, you want him to at least get more touches on offense. Prior to Sunday's game, Taysom had an average of four carries per game over three games, just one reception all season for two yards, had two rushing touchdowns through those first uh, three games that he played. Sunday alone, nine carries for Hill for 112 yards. Now, I, I know this frustrates his fans, but does it frustrate Taysom? The amount of touches and targets he gets, it's, it's pretty inconsistent. Is that frustrating for him? This is what he said about it just a couple days ago. Look, I, 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 I've been doing it long enough, you know, that uh, I, tr- I try not to, to get frustrated. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the, the thing that becomes hard is, is when you start to lose games, you know. Like, no, nobody likes losing. I certainly don't like losing. And, um, but I, I, trust, I trust our staff and, and um, the opportunities they create for not only me, the rest of our guys. And I'm realistic in, in knowing that we got a lot of talent offensively and guys need, need to get the ball and get touches and stuff. And so, man, I try not to get too caught up in that. I think early in your career, it's a little bit harder to, um, to not always think about those things. Um, but man, I would say I'm at a point in my career now where, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with where I'm at. You know, I don't want that to be, you know, viewed as complacent in any way because I, I'm, I'm hungry. I want all the opportunities and, and, and various things like that. But, uh, I, I know that they'll come my way. 
So even he recognizes the value and importance of spreading the ball around uh, with his team. There's just a lot of targets and, and talent on that offense and guys that need the ball. As he said, there's guys that need the ball. You got to keep teammates and, and players on your team happy and let them showcase their skill set and fulfill their responsibilities to the best of their uh, ability as well. Taysom's one of those guys, though. He wants the ball, too. He's going to get his touches. How consistently will he get them, though? You know, uh, I still believe, you know, aren't the Saints a more valuable team when Taysom's getting more opportunities to make plays, though? With the coaching change this past uh, offseason in New Orleans, there was a lot of uncertainty coming into the team, obviously, with, you know, how they were going to run things on offense. Um, What would Taysom's role be with that uncertainty? A lot of questions there as well. The Saints brought back Jameis Winston as the starting quarterback. They went out and signed Andy Dalton. As soon as that decision was made, it was pretty clear that uh, Dalton was coming in to be the backup quarterback behind Winston, not Taysom Hill. It was Andy Dalton. Taysom isn't even listed as a quarterback on the roster this season. He's listed as a tight end, and yet he's a tight end that has just one target in the past game all season because we know where his value is. It's in that it's in that wildcat formation. When he comes into the game behind center, teams know what's about to happen. He's going to run the football. 90% of the time, he's going to run the football. They still couldn't stop him. The Seahawks still could not stop him when they knew what was about to happen. That's how good he is and how valuable he is in that situation. And then he can pull out that pass every now and then, uh, like he did to Adam Troutman. So I want to share with you something that Taysom said about all of this this week. He says that there wasn't really a lot of thought um, of Taysom playing at quarterback anymore this past offseason in New Orleans. But at the same time, Taysom, he didn't really even know what the head coach Dennis Allen had in mind for him. So there was some confusion there and not a lot of communication going on early on, especially uh, as Dennis Allen came in and as Taysom Hill returned to this team. I think that has some clarity now, but listen to how Taysom describes how that all has kind of evolved from when Dennis Allen arrived to now. This offseason, the emphasis wasn't at the quarterback spot. It was, you know, making sure that I could do the other stuff too. So, um, look, I, I've been doing it my whole life, so I still feel comfortable doing it. And I've, I've got a nice little routine now um, the last few weeks where I, I feel comfortable doing all of that. Early this offseason, um, I hadn't had a lot of conversations with DA specifically about what his vision was for me. Um, and I know that he came out and, and had conversations with you guys about what that was going to be, but that was you know, me trying to have conversations with him, but then also having conversations with Pete. And, you know, I really didn't know what it all meant, if if I'm being honest. Um, And I I guess that's what I've kind of alluded to, that this is just a fluid situation, you know, and I think it all changed when Jameis got hurt. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm, taking a few more QB snaps during practice and and everything else. So, look, I, I think it would be easy for me to 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 look at it and and say, man, this is this is a tough situation because I'm I've got two feet and you know, one foot in one room and one foot in the other, but um 
man, I'm grateful for for all the opportunities that I that I have been given, and um, I'm at a point in my career where I, I'm just gonna do my best um, in, in whatever opportunity it is, and and that's really that's really where my mindset is, and uh, I think if I start to worry about anything other than that, then then you start to go a little crazy. Okay, I know that was a lot, but it's very informative too. Helps us understand the whole situation there as well. That, um, <coughs> excuse me, you know, Taysom was kind of, there's there kind of that carousel of communication. Taysom trying to talk to the coach, the coach telling the media what he thought uh, for Taysom. The media kind of asking Taysom those questions where he didn't really know what his role was going to be or what was happening. Uh, we heard a few weeks ago Dennis Allen talking about how Taysom was taking reps at the quarterback position. This was back when they played in London. Uh, as we've seen this past week, and we know now with Jameis out, especially there are opportunities for him to take more reps at quarterback. The big question is, what will it look like once Jameis returns? Yes, I know this is a lot of Taysom Hill talk this week on the Yards After College podcast. Here's the thing, though. How much more will we actually be mentioning him in this podcast or on the Locals in the NFL segment that uh, Jeremiah Jensen does so expertly each Sunday on KSL TV during our KSL Sports Live show. Well, just like Taysom says, there are a lot of touches to go around on that Saints offense. I don't think there's such a thing as a consistent role for Taysom, unless consistently he's being patient. He'll get the ball, he'll score more touchdowns this season, but I don't expect it to come on a regular basis, and I don't think you should too at this moment. But we'll see. What about this weekend in the NFL? What will Taysom do? We'll all keep our eyes on that against the Bengals and hope for another big performance from him. As for week six in the NFL, there are some big games coming up as well that I'm going to be keeping my eyes on. Locals are not involved. What about the big game at Arrowhead Stadium? The Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. You remember the shootout that they had in the past, right? I'm hoping for another high-scoring shootout that takes us right down to the wire at Arrowhead uh, a classic football game for our weekend. At least that's the hope. We've also got Zach Wilson making his debut per appearance at Lambeau Field as the Jets face Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. What will Zach do at one of the most historic and revered venues in all of NFL football? We shall see. He was one of my top stars of the week last week. Maybe he'll make a return to the uh, three stars this upcoming week. And then, of course, the Sunday night game of the week. Hey, who had the Eagles starting the season 5-0 and on their bingo card? My goodness. But there they are, the undefeated Eagles taking on the 4-1 and Dallas Cowboys on KSL 5 on Sunday night football. It's a great weekend of NFL, and those are just a couple of the games that we mentioned. Without a doubt, there's going to be a lot more big performances. Look for Bobby Wagner to uh, ball out once again. Tyler Algiers getting... The first opportunities at running back for the Atlanta Falcons. I'm excited to see what he potentially can do. Terrell Burgess of the L.A. Rams this last week, the former Utah defensive back, the safety for the Rams, led the team with nine tackles. Is Burgess going to start to emerge in that defense? It's been a frustrating start for the defending Super Bowl champs, but I love the opportunities Burgess is getting, and I really hope to see him do a lot more uh, this season. Anyway, w whatever it is, whatever it is that happens this week, we will be back again to break it all down with you next week on another edition of the Yards After College podcast. In the meantime, thank you 
for listening to the Yards After College podcast. I'm Sam Farnsworth, and I'll catch you again next week.